December 19th, 2020, as we wrap up the year, Kaufman and Crin is back on the air. We promised you we were going to do one more show before the year ended. Promise kept. I am Todd Kaufman alongside good friend and co-host, Mr. New York himself, Neil Crin. Neil, good evening. Yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up? What's going on? On this episode of Kaufman and Crin, because I know how much you love listening to us, we're going to talk about <laughs> who we are, where to find our uh, our beautiful, beautiful podcast. Uh, you can go on Spotify. I'll answer that very, very quickly. You can search the Todd Kaufman Show. There you'll find Neil and myself, the Kaufman and Crin Show. In, in excuse me, segment number one, it's Christmas time. Yes, it is. We actually went to, and when I say we... I don't mean Neil and I. Neil was not sitting in my lap as we went and saw Christmas lights last night. Although, although that would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been. People would have given us all sorts of interesting looks. Maybe. Uh, my uh, my wife and kids and I went to see Christmas lights in. in I talked about Deerfield in the last uh, episode in Plano, so we went out there for the third straight year. Never disappoints. It was probably busier this year than it was last year. Uh, well, I really want to get to uh, some of the topics with Christmas time. Some of the things that Neil and I went through as as we were growing up, and probably getting into our our you know adult in twenties and thirties, and with Neil his seventies. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> not yet. Uh, we're going to talk about shopping in the mall because these days we don't do any shopping anywhere but from our couch. We're going to talk about the craziness of Black Friday. Shopping online is lazy, but is that the new shopping normal? And what do the two of us prefer? And we want you to engage as an audience. What do you prefer? Do you still prefer fighting the traffic, going to the malls, hearing the music, seeing the people? Or do you prefer shopping on your couch or on your computer or in your bathroom at home, wherever you end up being? In segment number two, we're going to talk about now, this isn't exactly the addictions that you think about. Not those kind, but we're going to talk about collection addictions. Because I think, I know I used to have one. Neil has a couple of bad ones. We're going to oh, talk boy. about his because he brought one up to me the other day. We're going to talk about that. It's an interesting one, and I think it would be a funny segment. Because we all have those things that we love to collect, that we love to have around the house. We're going to talk about that. We'll get you to engage on that. What are your collections? What are the things that you let get out of control, but things you just love to collect around the house? In the last segment, we're going to talk about New Year's resolution. That's always a big thing this time of year as we get to the end of the year. Everyone makes their New Year's resolution and then burns it down to the ground two or three days <laughs> in. <laughs> Are we looking at a better 2021? Are we going to stay status quo? Concerts coming back? Anything coming back? Anything opening? Can we go to Disneyland in California anytime soon? Or are we going to stay status quo for 2021? Mr. Crin, it is Christmas time. It is. Do you remember... And I talked about that on the, the my own show that I did earlier today, the Todd Kaufman show. I talked about how when I was growing up, it was always we had to go to the, the, the shops or the mall. Or when we did Christmas shopping, we actually had to get in a vehicle yeah. and go Christmas shopping. Do you miss those days? No. You don't. So you're no. an online shopper. No. Well, let me, let me give you a little background. So, I mean, I worked in retail for a very long time. You know, I was... Uh, I, My dog you know, wants attention. He's yeah, bugging the crap out of Neil. That's right. right. No, he, he's super cute. This is a he, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't look. Yes, Ranger. I didn't, didn't want to yes. be inappropriate. <laughs> so you know, I, I started in retail from um, not from the ground up, but you know, management worked my way up till I was, um, you know, ran a ran a pretty big territory, and uh, for a company, and um, you know, I've seen the good and bad and been through the battles of the Christmas shopping season. And so I'm looking at it from that perspective. Uh, now that I no longer have to deal with that, over my dead body, would I, would I, would I go to the, the stores during, uh, during Christmas shopping season? You know, I think for me, I think there's a part of me that does miss it, only to say that it was just the feeling of actually being able to go to shop. Now, what I, I'll take a step back. What I don't miss is having to fight the crowds. I don't miss that yeah. because you knew if you're going Christmas shopping, and I think if you're a lot like me, we waited till the last minute, right? We went 
like the week of Christmas going, oh, crap, I forgot to, you know. Well, I just depend on my wife. <laughs> okay. What did yeah. what did you get, Taryn, for Christmas? Um, well, I mean, typically we look. We, he's gonna let the cat out of the bag right usually, here. No, well, we we don't really exchange. Okay, you know we, um, you know we exchange our our love for each other. And, oh, and that's enough. look at you, sappy guy. There you go. She's probably laughing right now. <laughs> but, um, I I I don't, and I think for me, I I do miss the the ambiance. I don't miss fighting the the crowds and the traffic and yeah. you know the long lines at the the shops and. I, you know, I think it, it's a even worse time now that we have to wear masks and social distance. Oh, it and sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it, it does. But Maybe. I think there's a part of me that does miss the, the feeling of it. Well, yeah, you know, it's just the holiday season, right? Everything that encompasses the whole holiday season, you know, the, the colder weather, the, the getting darker sooner, the, the lights, the smell of, you know, uh, uh, chimneys, you know, whatever it is. Oh. You know. Dude, my grandfather had a we had a wood burning stove when I was growing up, and you knew it was it was getting to that cold season yeah. when he'd fire that up, dude. It was that is the one yeah. smell that I miss. Yeah, and and listen, I I you know there's part of me that that misses being in that environment because you know I'm I'm the type of person that doesn't like to sit still, and I like action. And the holiday season for us was the Super Bowl. You know, we we worked for we worked for um, you know nine months to you know to be ready for that one moment where we made all our money. You know. What's worse? You and I have both been in retail because that was actually mm-hmm. my first job. Okay. What's worse? Dealing as a dealing with the the people in retail as a customer, or you being behind the counter dealing with the people. Uh, I think you and I could we can probably go on both sides of this because we probably experience both. Well, there's I guess there's uh, you know there's pros and cons to each, right? But I'll I'll take being a customer any day. Than being behind the counter, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, I think 100%. so too. You know, it, it, there's a lot of stress. People aren't exactly well-behaved. People aren't exactly always on their best behavior and nice to the people behind the counter. You know, it's the holiday season, and, you know, we, we sometimes forget what the, you know, the holiday season is really all about. And um, people aren't always, you know, I've seen people at their worst during the holiday season. I mean, uh, yeah, but I, I think that <laughs> you know. that's – so do you think shopping online is the new normal? I mean, are we ever going to get back to a point where – shopping at a mall or a store outside of a mall or, or what have you, is that ever going to be something that that we go back to at all just because we want some semblance of how we grew up? Well, I think I think there's necessity, right? So I think at this point, you know, unless you're, well, I guess maybe Amazon, you know, can still do next day or two-day delivery, but I think many of the major retailers are not guaranteeing um, shipments for Christmas at this point. Um, you know, it's the Saturday before Christmas. We're only, what, four or five days out. You know, I think people out of necessity now need to go to the stores. You know, so if you wait till the last minute like we do, um, you know, you, you're going to be a little limited as to what you can get online, depending on what it is. Um, you know, also, there's still, you know, there's still an awful lot of people that like to go out and, and you know, look at things and touch them and feel them and, you know, look at what the size of the clothes it you know, look at what it actually is rather than just ordering it. But I think, um, I think as our generation dies and, you know, these younger kids and younger generations come up, they're coming up with online shopping, right? So that's probably going to be where where it goes at some point. I don't think brick-and-mortar shopping will ever go away completely, you know, but, um, you know, it's it's like the music business, you know. I mean, I'm, CD sales are, you know, you see the way s- online streaming and downloading took cut into those brick-and-mortar CD sales. I think the same thing will happen eventually. Well, speaking of CD sales, uh, I'm trying. Oh, the the one place that I can remember going that was incredibly popular when I when I was growing up was Tower Records. I don't know if they no. had that word where you were. Oh no, they sure did. I actually so the company that I worked for for all these years. Um, you know, I worked for the the record store. You remember Sam Goody, Fye? I do. So yeah. Fye is um, was the company that bought everybody. You know, and consolidated, and we bought several Tower Records locations. I actually ran. Uh, at one point in my history, my career, I ran the uh, tower. It was the Tower Records. We bought the location in downtown Philadelphia, on Broad and Chestnut Street, and um, I actually ran that location um, for about four years. I still wonder. Uh, you still hear of some artists that, you know, their new album came out. Well, where's the album going? I mean, do we still have CD sales, or where where are those? And I've always kind of thought about this as we get in get into the download. Age are they all going to Amazon and you know Amazon Music and Spotify and yeah, it's all it's all streaming. 
It's all streaming. Yeah, except we're not paying for it. Well, I, I take that back. Well, you pay there, very little. You pay very little because there's that Amazon Unlimited that we're not a part of. But yeah, you know, it, some of the songs on the album go on the, the normal side of Amazon Music. The others go on the, the Unlimited. So you're not exactly paying for the whole thing. And that's, you know, growing up we had to pay for the entire album. And most of those were what twenty bucks. Well, you're not paying. Very, well, you're just paying monthly subscription fee. Well, so now, so now, now we've gone off on a tangent. You're bringing up a yeah, topic that's near and dear to my heart <laughs> because, um, you know, in a former life, I I had a you know a little bit of a career in music. Uh, in your before, former life, before I got into retail, I had a former. How about life. your current life? Well, my current life is uh, much different than any of that. <laughs> but uh, you know, a couple couple college degrees later, and uh, and a pretty good history in music behind me. Um, you know the way the way things are. Um, you know, with the streaming, I mean, nobody's getting paid. You know, did you did you hear Bob Dylan just sold his entire catalog? And uh, the Rolling Stones are considering selling their catalog. There's a reason why these artists are getting old and they want to sell their catalog because they're going to be worthless. You know. Anyway, I don't. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. I, I think that's. Tangent, it's, there's, there's also there's. I think shopping in general has become yeah. so incredibly interesting, yeah. not only from a music standpoint but in, in general. Well, that's the way we're consu- the cons- you know it's the way we're consuming right. You know, we, we everything is, uh, you know, on a phone and not even on a computer, you know, not even on a laptop. You're just on your phone and you can buy anything you need. You can order groceries, you can order dinner, you can order, um, you know, Christmas gifts, whatever it is. So I think, uh, you know, I think that's I just think that's the way it's going to go. It's going to continue going that way, especially as, uh, you know, the return policies are super liberal. You don't have to go argue with somebody at a customer service. You don't have to go stand in line at a customer service counter to make a return. You don't have to argue with the person at the store. You just. I mean, man, Amazon's great. Oh, I, I know. I did. I and mean, what's what's geez. really hard about um, shopping with Amazon between my wife and I is, yeah. and, and I found this out with the very first thing I put in the cart. Well, what I had forgotten in my head was we both have we both use the same Amazon account. So when I put uh-huh. something in the cart, she can see it. So, of course, because <laughs> she's shopping at, on Amazon for the kids and for other people, she goes, um, did you know, you know, you probably shouldn't put stuff in the cart, and it did, it still didn't dawn on me. And she do, goes, do, um, I, do, "Do I need to teach you how to? How I know buy stuff when you want to hide it from your wife." I, I actually yeah. did. I went to other retailers account. and did that. So I, I learned. <laughs> it took one item to go. Crap, forgot about that. Yeah, but uh, listen, Amazon. That business model is fantastic. I mean, I remember when Amazon started as a book company. You know, and um, I mean, look at what it's grown into. I mean, it's 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 amazing. You know, you you can order anything. Now you can order drugs. They'll deliver your drugs. That was in, in not your not your bad drugs. Your, yeah, I know we're drugs. Got, we're getting away from. And this is we're going to get off on tangents, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, we're I'm we're going to have topics that we get into. Um, yeah. But speaking of ordering drugs, that was one of the things that I told uh, I, that I've told Carrie in the past was with Amazon. One of the things that I told her was if Amazon ever figures out how to corner the market on pharmaceuticals. Places like Walgreens and CVS are done. They're gonna be. In, they're definitely gonna have some market share taken away from them. Because outside sure. outside of the pharmacy, how many things do you really get at CVS and Walgreens? Well, I mean, maybe those last minute things are you know whether it's a uh, you know Advil or you're late at night when your kids get sick, it's the Tylenol. Yeah, if you're desperate, but yeah, but just you know otherwise you're going to Walmart. I mean, CVS and Walgreens are expensive. You know, I mean, if you need, if you really need those kind of things, I mean, you're going to a place like Walmart, which is a lot cheaper, right? Yeah, and that's every time I see a CVS or a Walgreens go up. Yeah. The first thought in my head is, should you really be building in a time where you could be ten years away from being dead? Well, listen, I, I CVS. I mean, I know people who work for CVS and um, you know upper management, and I, I could tell you about eighty percent of their business is the pharmacy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, they but they can probably see this coming. Isn't this one of their thoughts that we better figure out how to fix the market that we're in? Otherwise, Amazon's going to come in. They're going to take your market share, and you're done. Oh, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's you know because Amazon's already got the delivery. So there's, I mean, they could figure out. I mean, they're already delivering packages anyway. Yeah. So if yeah. you don't have to go to the the actual pharmacy, and I can tell you. Going to the pharmacy that we have for both Carrie and the the kids and myself, and I haven't. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I had a prescription for anything. But it's good. Yeah, but waiting in line at a CVS or a Walgreens Ugh. or wherever it is, dude. I remember the last time it was probably four cars deep, and it was thirty thirty five minutes before Ugh. I was actually, you know, up at the front where I can get mine. See, and that's why I don't miss the going to stores on the you know to shop for holiday gifts. Yeah, those lines are terrible. 
there was one there was one year Taryn and I uh, we woke up at five o'clock in the morning to uh, to go to Best Buy. I don't even remember what we wanted to get. I, I think they had. This is how long ago this was. They had some CDs on sale for five bucks. <laughs> so we went, we, we went and we got a line. The line was wrapped around. We waited and waited and waited. I, we might have we might have been there for something else, like an air fryer or something. Yeah. I don't know. You know, but um, yeah, that was. Uh, I don't miss that. I'm not a fan of any doing any of that. I mean, now now you can just order off Amazon. But I still think there are people that enjoy the the shopping. Oh, the, the actually hub, physically going. The, yeah, I mean, you know, because that's that's why Target is still in business. The, Best Buy, Walmart. Of course, listen. It's the Hipparay and Ballyhoo, right? It's uh, you know people love the the commotion and, and love going and you know the you know, one shopping, looking for deals, one wearing thing, ugly sweaters. Speak, I have not worn an ugly sweater yet, and I if you make a Fresno State joke, you and I are going to have real problems. <laughs> I was going to make a Padres. Joke. Yeah, I know. That's right. I knew that was good. It was either going to be Fresno yeah. State or, or yeah. San Diego. Um, <laughs> but speaking of, of deals, I think the one tradition that I hope to God dies an ugly death is yeah. Black Friday. I've never in a million years understood. Now, I get that people, you know, th- there are these deals, and it's 50% off or 60% off, yeah. but, but people camping outside stores, have you yeah. lost your mind? They're crazy. They're crazy. So, so I'll tell you a funny story. At the beginning of my retail career, when I was in college, one of my jobs in college was working at Toys R Us. So we're talking um, 1995, 1994. Um, some of you might remember the white Power Ranger. Remember the Power Rangers? I do. So there was this white Power Ranger that was like the bomb, right? <laughs> like every kid had to have it. I've got a Power it Ranger story I need to tell. It too. wasn't. It wasn't. You couldn't find it anywhere. So the morning of Black Friday, word got around that Toys R Us was going to have this black Power, uh, black Power, this white Power Ranger at five o'clock in the morning, and um, there was a stampede. Oh, good I was Lord. in. I was at the Toys R Us store. I was at. It was a stampede. We opened the door and ran like, ran for our lives. People lost their minds. And, and you bring up Toys R Us, and I think that's a perfect example. Miss Toys R Us. But it was the one place that it, had anybody told us five years ago, ten no. years ago, that Toys R Us wasn't going anywhere. Uh-huh. They would. Well, that's listen. It wasn't. It wasn't the the business that did them in. It was the the management. They they managed that company into the ground. You know, they they did a really poor job. I no. mean, they they entered. They were in trouble. Toys R Us's spinach was in trouble for you know twenty years. Oh sure. You yeah. know, in the early two thousands, they they got into bed with these venture capitalists who just their job is to you know turn a profit and they milked the company for all it was worth, stripped it of everything, and you know management just you know they took their they got their cash payout and they left. That's uh, that's it. So my mom worked for Toys R Us. Um, I don't know from uh, back from. 1992, 1993, she started there. And then when Babies R Us opened, she went to Babies R Us, and she was there to the end. And, um, yeah, it was just a bad scene all the way around. I mean, poorly managed company. Yeah, I remember Carrie and I were, were there one of the last days that they were open, and mm-hmm. you could you could just tell the people working there. Did, yeah. I mean, I don't even know how you go into work knowing that the doors are about to close. Your management isn't giving you the ability to – they're not trying to help you – find somewhere else to land no it's it's no. a rinse your hands of it and hey you know not even a good luck it was sorry well it's you know it is what it is right but the the upper management took some million dollar payouts that's, oh, that's usually sure. usually what happens but, know, I, but but again i make that point and maybe it was a management issue but i i it the point still stands that we say some of these places you know it's just like how walgreens and cvs are not going anywhere uh, listen any company that's managed poorly is going to go out of you know go out of business. You know, a company that doesn't value their employees, company that doesn't value customers, a company that just spends way too much, makes stupid real estate deals. That was also what did in Toys R Us was stupid real estate deals. You know, they they used to own all their properties and they sold a lot of their properties and then re-rented them from these venture capitalists. And ultimately that killed their profit margin. The venture capitalists aren't there to save a company, they're there to make money. No, their prices so, didn't help in the stores. And either. yeah, there's pricing, bad <laughs> deals, bad vendor deals, you know, yeah. bad credit rate. It's, you know, yada, yada, yada. But that you're right. That can happen to any company at any time. And, um, you know, listen, having having worked for a retailer um, for a long time based in the malls, right? You know, I've seen the malls go from, you know, the, the place to be to, you know, 80% vacant, you know, where they're opening government offices and, you know, post offices in the mall, uh, hospitals, just to keep malls it. were the place to be when yeah. when we were kids trying oh, to yeah. 
hang out with our friends. That's where we went. That's where I went to smoke cigarettes. But you know the, the smoking them all. But the one I think, <laughs> and I'll make this argument. You know the next places I think that are going to die because of everything that's going on with with streaming uh-huh. ability What's is that? movie theaters. Oh, they're already dying. Yeah, that's oh, and and I told that to somebody the other day, and absolutely. they went, "All movie theaters are never going to die." I'm like, uh, "They are." Well, you know, you know what's you know, and again, you know what's what's killing the movie theater is it costs fifty, sixty bucks yeah. if you want to take a. Fi- I mean, they're charging ten to fifteen dollars for popcorn and a soda. Yeah, come on. You can just go to Kroger and get come everything on, you need for ten or fifteen. Yeah, bucks. it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. On the other side of the break, we're going to get into addictions because Neil's got one that we need to t- we need to talk about, and we might need oh, to do boy. an intervention because this is just getting this is just getting bad. Might. Yeah, we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna. We're intervention time for Neil on his addiction. That's on the other side of the break. This is Kaufman and Creel. Kaufman and Creel. What in the world? Kaufman and Creel on the. <laughs> holy crap! This is going to be an interesting show. This is Kaufman and Creel on the Sutton Fields Radio Network. This is former Dallas Cowboy Corey Proctor, and you're listening to Kaufman and Crin on the Sutton Fields Radio Network. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Thank you, Corey, very much. Appreciate that. With the kids That's the kids' godfather. Corey Proctor, good, good friend of mine and the kids absolutely adore him uncle cory the godfather yeah yes it is the happiest season of all it is christmas time this is kaufman and crin see i did it right wonder where kaufman and Creel came from i've never been to new orleans actually and i don't plan on going really it was like one of those things that that I didn't really plan on ever going to Vegas. Yeah. And I went and I realized why I never wanted to go to Vegas and I don't plan on going back. <laughs> New Orleans is gross. I see, that's what I've it's heard. Gross. But I've also heard Vegas is that way too. Yeah, and it there. wasn't gross, but it was just one of those. No, eh, New Orleans is pretty good. Been gross. there, done that, don't want to yeah. go again. Yeah. All good. right. It's intervention time for Mr. Crin. Oh, boy. It's intervention time because Neil has an addiction. And this is something he told me about the other day. And I went, hey, this would make a great segment for our show. <laughs> <laughs> So, and let me let me preface this by I ha, I'm not. Well, don't give him the mic. You don't want him talking. Oh, a special guest. Yeah, the dog. Um, I there were things that I collected. Uh, we talked about, and some of the things that took me back was the McFarlane uh, figurines. I had uh-huh. uh, Trevor Hoffman. I've got a couple LeBron James, a couple others that are in boxes in our guest room. I I don't remember how many I have. I think there's a Ladanian Tomlinson in there too. Hmm. But the other was, and this was a, a strange one. Now, everybody who knows me well enough knows how much I love to fly. I love to fly. I love being in airports. I love traveling. Yeah. That's my thing. That's my peace. When nice. I'm on an airplane, that's that's my sense of peace where it's just me. I can turn everything off, email, phone, and just watch a movie for three and a half hours. That's my sense of peace. It's not for everybody. I get there's some people that don't like to fly or travel and be in airports, and that's all well and good. But one of the first collections I ever did was the die-cast metal airplanes. Huh. The American Airlines, Delta, United. I collected them, whether they're the real small ones or the ones that are about that big. I love those things. Interesting. Now, that got a little out of hand, and I probably shouldn't have bought as much as I did. And I can thank a, a guy that I used to work with by the name of Kurt Irons. And oddly enough, yes, that's his name. Um, I don't know where Kurt is anymore, but I worked with him in Southern California, and he was the one that got me into that kind of collecting. But Mr. Crin has one that might be even more costly than that. Do you, <laughs> would you like to explain? So I've got this new addiction for these arcade <laughs> games. They make, so they make these arcade replicas of all, the, all my favorite arcade games from the 80s, right? A company called Arcade 1-Up. So I've got, uh, I've got four of them. But, um, when did this start? Because I don't remember you telling me that this was a thing. Oh, man. I bought my first one, um, I guess, earlier this year. And, um, you know, I, I've, they've been around. They've only been around for about two, three years. And um, the, the former company I worked for, we sold them. And I never thought anything of it until I started. I joined the Facebook group. I joined, like, all these different fan clubs, arcade clubs. And I, as a kid, I always wanted arcade games. I used to hang out at the arcade. That was the thing to do as yeah, a kid in the 80s. Yeah, for sure. You know, you hung out at the arcade. You put your quarter on the machine when it's your next turn. And, you, you know, your life went on. Um, and then I don't know if you remember this, the TV show Silver Spoons. I don't. Come on. That was, so spoons. Ricky Schroeder was the star in Silver Spoons. Oh, there's a name I haven't and, heard in uh, a long time. He was a rich kid that, you know, 
went through all the stories, you know, perils of being a rich kid. And in his house, he had arcade games, and I was always very jealous. I always wanted arcade games. So now you could have them, you know, for this price of anywhere from three to five to six hundred dollars <laughs> a piece. You could have arcade games. So I have four of them. Where and, are uh, where are they? Are they are they upstairs? Yeah, my game room upstairs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, so now what, they're coming what, out with new. They're coming out with all these new ones now. Though. So what do you have? I have to get. So I have a Pac Man. So I had Pac Man, but then they came out with a Costco exclusive Super Pac Man that included Galaga and Galaxian and wow. Dig Dug. Yeah. Those who know what I'm talking about will know <laughs> that those games are. Call of Duty has nothing on those. Yeah. Things, yeah. For right? sure. So. So I tr- I sold the Pac Man. I got the Super Pac Man. I also have uh, Final Fight. Oh yeah, I have I Space Invaders. One. Yeah, and then I have the very coveted arcade one up. So there's a there's a discontinued one that I got. I bought from um, I bought from this uh, person who didn't know what the heck they were selling in Waco. That's the fun thing about traveling for work <laughs> is you can go on Facebook in that territory and see what arcade one ups are for sale. Yeah. So I bought so I bought this one um, that's got centipede asteroids and a whole bunch tempest all the wow. classic early 80s 1980 1981 Atari games. Yeah. I can go on and on about classic arcade games cuz I'm I'm a fanatic. Um, but uh, yeah, I've got those four but now they've come out with NBA Jam. Which, I was uh, never a fan of that one. It just wasn't. I, I like boom shakalaka. Yeah, how could you not no. know, love yeah. that game? He's on fire. Yeah, yeah, right. I was always the Patrick. I was who was I? I was Patrick Ewing, and I was John Starks oh, in the Knicks. Well, that's, that there's a shock. That was my team. We kicked ass with. I always kicked ass with Patrick Ewing. That was always the Lakers. Yeah, I bet. That's okay. That was your hometown team. Yeah. It's well, okay. kind of, but that was when I actually enjoyed what the NBA was. Yeah, I agree. That I agree. died in the early nineties. I'm with you. I'm with you. And um, and now they came out with a. Uh, car racing game, Outrun. I don't know if I remember Outrun. That's familiar. I don't. I, I'd have to ma- see it, was, it to remember. It was made by Sega. It was before the Genesis came out. Sega made okay. arcade games. Yeah, and one of their most remember. popular was Outrun. Was like, so this this replica that they make is actually you sit down and it has a steering wheel and a car, just like the regular arcade. The, the arcade was. So I really want one of those. <laughs> Do you have room for another one? Uh, that does that. <laughs> <matter>? <laughs> 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 so I'm curious how these get shipped. Well, they come; in, they just come in a box. And you have to assemble them. So oh, they, come in a flat box. they sell them at Walmart. So, it, so it's IKEA essentially. Yeah, yeah. They they have them at Walmart. If you go into the video game section at Walmart, you'll see the arcade one ups all lined up. Now they have a Miss Pac Man. So they came out with a Miss Pac Man. There's a um, there's a Burger Time. There's a Golden Axe. I don't know if you know any of these games. But, oh, oh Miss Pac Man, I do, but not Golden Axe, dude. Golden Tea. Uh, Oh, they have a golden tea. No, yeah, I, I didn't get that though because I wasn't into golden tea. Yeah, I, but, I mean um, arcade games were. I, I mean, and I don't know when arcades in general started to to die off, but it was probably in my generation because that was never. 90s. Yeah, that was never yeah. really a thing when I was growing up. Oh my god, that was like the place to be. Oh sure, so yeah, we're roller rinks. Oh roller rinks, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But those are actually coming back because You're kidding. No, because uh, actually speaking of Corey, he his daughter is uh, a week. Younger than Hannah, uh-huh. and her last birthday, his daughter's last birthday was at a roller rink Get in Louisville. Really? Or I'm sorry, uh, not Louisville. Uh, is, it, is it considered Grapevine? I yeah, I think so. I've got yeah. So it was at a roller rink. Oh, that's fun. And I think there was, um, but yeah, it, it's I can't remember where the the other one is, but those are starting to come back, and people are starting to enjoy. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh man! So there was a roller rink. Um, there was actually a pretty famous roller rink when I was a kid in Brooklyn, um, that in turn turned closed and turned into a Jack Lane eventually. But uh, but this roller rink was like um, was huge. Like there were a lot of big time DJs that used to come there, and mm-hmm. we used to go there. They they used to play all that eighties freestyle music. You know, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't do rinks, ice rink, roller rinks. I don't do it. I <laughs> I call it roller fall or ice fall, and it's all I. Yeah, it, Carrie was trying to get me on on roller skates when because uh, I had to watch Hannah, and she, of course, and it was really cool because now they've built these. You know, when we were kids and we were trying to learn how to roller skate, yeah, we had to roller fall more. You know, enough times to where we actually got the concept. Did you have roller skates or roller blades? Oh, roller skates! You kidding roller, me? When those roller blades came, I out? couldn't. That was like- Dude, I couldn't stay on my feet yeah, on, on yeah, uh, yeah. Rollerblades were out of the question. Yeah, no. um, but so now they have these uh, these roller rinks have now built PVC pipes huh. into. So they have the PVC pipes. It kind of goes in kind of a small square, 
and then um, the kids just use it to learn how to roller skate. Cool. And I thought, dude, that's genius. That's like bumper bowling. Yeah, and within probably the an hour to an hour and a half, Hannah was. Really? She's like, okay, I don't. I mean, she didn't really learn like where she's a she's an expert by any uh-huh. stretch of the imagination. But using that, she got the concept of how to move her feet and how to move certain ways. Yeah. I mean, of course, you're not going to learn how to stop as a five year old when you you know toe pick. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just I thought that was incredibly cool yeah. that they've that actually cool. figured that out. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, they didn't have that in my day. In my day, you got on the roller rink and you took some nasty spills and people just ran you over. Well, in your day, you can turn back the Indians with a Daniel Boone musket, oh. couldn't you? <laughs> Funny. Uh-huh. I stole that line from West Wing. It was one of those that I was just <laughs> waiting to use. I'm like, you said in your day, and it popped into my head. I'm going, oh, I've been day. waiting to use this. <laughs> I've been waiting to use this line. Man. Uh, yeah, so that's my current addiction is these arcade games. I like, saw your bike. I sp- oh, the, well, the bikes, yeah, that's that's a sore <laughs> topic at the moment. No pun in, intended. In more ways than one. <laughs> no pun intended. I'm still suffering from a very sore shoulder. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that it, if your wife will ever let you back on a bike. I know you you <sighs> attend. I, I, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you for, for getting back on because we teach our kids to get back on the horse, right? I mean, they, they fall, they get hurt. We tell them, you know, get back on the horse, Listen, don't quit. What happened to me was a freak accident. Yeah, it was. You know, there's what can you do? I In the moment, I look back at it and I said, yeah, you know, you're supposed to ride straight on into a puddle. I was in the middle of a turn on the puddle and it, what happened, happened. You yeah. Know, it was a, I guess it was a rookie mistake that I shouldn't have made. Except you weren't a rookie. Yeah, but I not, I'm definitely not a rookie. Yeah. But, um, you know, what are you going to do? Got to get back up. So you are going to get back on? Well, yeah. I've gained like 30 pounds since <laughs> I've fallen off this freaking bike. I can't get back on the bike and lose <laughs> If there's a reason for it. Yeah, because we were all telling oh Taryn God. that, I mean, the, the bigger, the biggest joke around the, our, our friends, you know, among the people that know each other was one day. Neil was going to come out to the garage, and Taryn would have sold off all of his bikes. <laughs> They're still there, by the way. Yeah, they are still there. So, uh, you know, what an excuse to have for Taryn that, hey, I need to lose weight, and I need to get back into riding again. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I was, I, I you know, I've had some of the, the most relaxing and the best fun in my life riding that, bro- you know, cycling and riding. And, you know, man, I used to do some crazy stuff. No, yeah. I, I I had some friends that used to ride BMX, and yeah. I remember being part of that. And yeah. His riding days ended when he got hit by a car and broke his leg, and that's, you know, that finished. Yeah. And now he works for the State Department, so I don't think his life ended up really (laughs) that horrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll get out there eventually. I can. uh, I got till about March before I can safely get back out on the street. Now, aside from the bikes and the arcades, I know you talk about the New York Yankees memorabilia. Oh, boy. That's another one. Can you see the pattern here that I'm an obsessive-compulsive type of guy? I don't think obsessive-compulsive, but you're definitely – I mean, people like you're called collectors, yeah. Hoarder. My wife calls it hoarder. Yeah, hoarder, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's the the one that you're most proud of? Now, aside from the – let's let's talk about each. Well, Mm. well, the the bikes, I think, are pretty much all – I'm not going to say all the same because I don't know any different. But (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Uh, But among the New York Yankees – collection or, or oh let's say let's say three is there one throughout your life that you remember having that either you lost or sold or got rid of that you wish you had back well that's a problem i've never really lost or sold or gotten rid of every anything it's oh, been look at you I, I have i have i have i was a season ticket holder at yankee stadium for um you know quite some time and uh, i've collected you know maybe over the course of 20 25 years i've collected all kinds of yankee stuff i just it just keeps collecting i never get rid of it um Man, my, so what? What is my most prized Yankee collectible? Hmm, it's a good question. So I, I would say one of them. I'll tell you, one of them is probably the uh, the pin, the pin and my ticket stub from uh, Yogi Berra Day in 1999. And you know what happened on that day? You might have to refresh your memory. That was the day David Cohn threw a perfect game. Oh, I never would have remembered so that. That was, uh, yeah. That oh no, no, no. Wait, I'm I'm wrong. Oh, Yogi Berra Day. Yogi Berra Day was the year before. That was the David Wells perfect game. Oh, okay. Well, you know, when you're a Yankee fan, you have all these moments, these great moments that you get to see live. You get sometimes you get them confused and you mix still them all up because there are just so many. Still remember David Wells as a Padre. <laughs> he was. So here, California guy, right? Yeah. Is he was he Fresno State? David Wells? No, he no, was where not. Did he, where did he go? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But but no, he was a Padre. Yes, he was. So um, still lives in San Diego, actually. David Wells' perfect game was on Yogi Berra Day. Am I right? 
was it the day? Yeah, the David Wells game was Yogi Berra Day because the the Don Larson threw the uh, threw the opening pitch out to Yogi Berra, and then David Wells went out there and threw a perfect game. Couldn't ask for anything more. So I have I still have the pin, I have the ticket stub, and I made a really nice frame out of it. It was just a it was a nice memory. So he went to so he is a San Diego kid through and through. He, he went is. to Point Loma High School. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to look up his education to figure out where he went to college. What else do I have? Man, I have I have like Derek Jeter rookie balls. I have Derek Jeter baseball cards. I have all kinds of crazy stuff. I'll tell you what one you know while you're looking for that, I'll tell you what another one of my favorite things is. So I have a um my favorite the my the best World Series, my favorite World Series will always be the nineteen ninety six World Series. Just because it was the first World Series that the Yankees won really in my memorable lifetime. Because uh, contrary to popular belief, um, you know, the Yankees, uh, they've had their moments, but, you know, me growing up, I mean, they, they didn't make a World Series appearance from 1981 to 1996, which were the years I was growing up. So 96 is my favorite World Series, and I have a pretty cool, I have the plaques, I have the World Series program because I was at two of the games. Um, I was actually at the uh, the Derek Jeter game, the, the well, the, Remember the Jeffrey Mayer game where the ball, there was the home run that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Mayer pulled in the ball. I was at that game. So I have all those programs and uh, a lot of memories. It was also the last World Series, the last baseball games I got to watch with my dad before he passed away. So that World Series was pretty uh, pretty special to me. Yeah, so it doesn't. I have it, a lot of stuff. It doesn't say where he went to, to college. <laughs> he graduated from Point Loma High School in 82. He probably didn't go to college. He debuted for the Toronto Blue Jays in 87 as a reliever. So, yeah, I, he was probably drafted. I mean, from what I'm reading here, and I'm not seeing a, a, a college, he was probably drafted out of high school. That guy was a great pitcher. I always loved David Wells. Yeah. I didn't care what team he was playing for. Boy, he was not afraid to, to bark at an umpire either. Oh, I remember great. watching him in San Diego and just, guy, I mean. Listen, this guy, you don't see this anymore, right? This guy walked out there 300 pounds with his belly hanging over his belt yep. and just, you know, threw nine innings. Yeah. You know, he had rubber arm. Yeah, he was – I remember being a Padres fan and, and seeing that they had – Acquired David Wells and and Ramon Hernandez and yeah. Jay Payton and a couple of these Jay other Payton? guys. Yeah, he was their center fielder oh, that year. Yeah. And uh, I thought, man, this this is this is going to be the team. And of course, didn't quite go that way. No. But you know, you when was the last time the Padres were in a postseason or a World Series? Was it ninety eight? Was the well, last the last time? World Series was ninety eight. Yeah. yeah, the last postseason was this past yeah, year. Not so long ago. First time they've been to the second round and yeah. Probably since '98, yeah, it was the first time. But uh, you know, I the team that's that's coming up. You talk about Tatis, and mm-hmm. you know, you talk about these these guys that they've got. It's just, I mean, I don't know. This this might be it. I didn't want to. I mean, they've had so many num- you know top draft picks. I mean, they should start playing well. Yeah, I've been saying <laughs> that for. <laughs> that's why I say I'm a diehard San Diego Padres fan, which is really no way to live. Um, you know, it's, and it's so San Diego for something like, you you know, it's now the Padres are really the only thing that people care about outside of San Diego state because the chargers are now in LA, but it's just such a San Diego thing to happen. When failure happens, it usually happens right in my hometown. (laughs) That's usually how it goes. Well, there you go. So that's, we've run down my addictions. (laughs) We got arcade games, bikes, New York Yankee memorabilia. Um, Let me, let me ask you something from a, from a, now that we're both adults, at least technically, uh-huh. um, when you were growing up, how big were autographs when you were a kid? And, oh, and I ask huge. this because I'm I'm going to turn the question to to being adults because there's okay. a reason I ask. All right. So as a as a kid, that was, I mean, that was huge, right? Huge. That was yeah, huge. And I remember probably one of the 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 biggest memory that I have, one of the more fun, and it wasn't. It wasn't until I actually got to be in the media world that I understood the difference between kids asking for an autograph and, a, and an adult. Uh-huh. I didn't see it from a player's perspective until I hit the media world and spent eight years in that world, and then I went, oh, okay, I get it now. And it wasn't just the maturity factor. <laughs> it was the turning around and selling it for a profit that the well, players people, not all, not all, not all of them do. Not all of them do. There's some people like me. Like, I'm a true fan. You know, I used to I used to stand out Yankee games. You know, wh- right where they came in, and I used to stand out there trying to get an autograph from you know Derek Jeter or Bernie Williams or one of these guys. And um, you know, more recently, I I went to a Yankee game in Houston last year, and and I went down because I love the state. I love here in Texas, at both stadiums, Houston and in Arlington. They let the fans 
right down to the field, you know, to field level during batting practice. Yankee Stadium, there's like a military of people preventing you from going into the lower stands unless you have a ticket. So you can't get anywhere close to the players. But here you can. So I was down there and I was getting autographed. I was in my I wasn't going to sell any of those. I was I'm a fan. Yeah. You know, I'm it's it's you know, I'm I'm totally marking out. But the one place I want to I cannot wait to take my kids to spring training because I oh, think yeah. it's one of the places that you get the best access to players. Or a minor league baseball game. Yeah. You know, we have in the, Frisco, we, yeah. Yeah, we got the Frisco guys here. Yeah. You know, that's that's awesome. I mean, you know, we I was lucky enough to live twenty minutes from the Yankees double A team uh, for a couple of years. You know, we went you know, we took my kid, we used to sit we used to go down to the games and we saw, you know, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez. Uh, we saw Derek Jeter rehabbing. We saw Bernie Williams. I mean, we saw all these guys, and we got autographs. I mean, it was it was great. It's better than going to a major league game. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, or not so much, <laughs> in the New Year's resolutions. So we, we're going to, and then two days, three days into the new year, we burn that house to the ground. We're going to talk about next. <laughs> that is on the other side of the break. This is Kaufman and Crin. See, I did it right this time. On the Sutton Fields <laughs> Radio Network. Hey, this is Alex Hargis, Managing Director for the Capel Arts Center, and you're listening to Kaufman and Crin on the Sutton Fields Radio Network. Thank you, Alex, very much. Welcome back to Kaufman and Crin. Very last segment of the show, December 19th, 2020. As we head into the week of Christmas, Woo-hoo. heck yeah, and it means one week closer to the end of 2020. Thank God. <laughs> and I think this is one of the, the things that I wanted to get to, and it's one of the things I actually talked about on the, the show that I did earlier today, but let's get to the New, Year, the New Year's, I almost said New York, I, I don't know where my head's at tonight. You were looking at me, you said New York. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, the New York state of mind is where yeah, I was at. Um, New Year's resolution. Hmm. I have never made... Any, and I'm not even kidding ever because I don't believe in them because I know three days later I'm going (laughs) to burn them down. (laughs) Three days later, I'm going to see that piece of cake and I'm like, what the hell are these resolutions? (laughs) You know, you don't ever think like there's a fresh start. You know, it's a brand new year, brand new start, brand new you. No, (laughs) I'm not. I'm not singing the uh, the uh, Brooks and Dunn. I'm a brand new man. That's just not coming out of my mouth. You don't take advantage of the, you know, the weight, the yearly Weight Watchers uh, discount. Yeah, that's 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 actually something I'm, I want for Christmas. I'm a sucker every year. No, don't give me that for Christmas. I was kidding. I don't want somebody listening to this going, "Oh yeah, here comes a joke. <laughs> here it comes Weight Watchers for a year. Get oh, out of here." Man. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in New Year's resolution because if it's three days, three months, you're going to burn. I, well, I shouldn't say. Let me not say it as a blanket statement. Most of us are going to burn it to the ground. That's true. Right? I mean, we, we, we're we going to lose the – I'm going to lose 100 pounds. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Okay. By when? Three years from now? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being for real. Well, I the, mean, last, the last couple of years for me, so every year I, you know, I start out, I, I do well. I'm, I'm committed to fitness and, you know, eating better and getting healthy. And then usually by September it's uh, – <laughs> It's all over. I was doing real well this last year, though. I yeah, mean, you were. This, well, this year was weird because we were locked down, quarantine. I wasn't yeah. traveling as much, so I was able to get in shape. And then I, you know, crashed on the bike, and it was all downhill from there. But um, yeah, previously, it's uh, usually usually by the holidays, I'm back to weighing eight hundred pounds again. Do you expect to to see a? And, and I don't know how. You know, I say this year was was bad, and it was from from all sort of angles you can look at this from you know we had the uh you know the law enforcement stuff the police stuff the you know the you know i guess riots in certain cities the um you know the marches the you know whatever you want to call them to covid to you know and now you know the last two weeks you know for those that didn't listen to the show or those who just like our show and don't just like listening to me talk for 40 minutes (laughs) Um, you know, with my mom passing away and losing her battle uh, with cancer um, almost two weeks ago, it'll be two weeks ago Monday. It, it's just, it's been a, a real rough year, but but from a COVID sense, I don't see life changing all that much going into 2021. Wow, it's going to take a while. I mean, listen, we got the vaccine now, right? So, but, it, but you know, what did they say? 80% of, 80% 
at least 80% of the population is going to have to be vaccinated. And for that curve to start going, you know, going down and not being as many new infections. And I mean, yeah, it's going to take, it's going to take another year or so before we've, you know, got this thing under control. And that's given that, you know, that, that assumes that we're going to vaccinate, you know, almost everybody. There was an article that somebody posted from the NBC affiliate in Chicago that said one of their suburban hospitals had to stop their vac- uh, their vaccines because of adverse reactions to it. Yeah. Also in Alaska, did you hear that? I uh, did not. I just saw it. the one article from Chicago. Yeah, I, I saw in the news that uh, a lot of people in Alaska, for some reason, are having some adverse. But uh, didn't don't you think that that's you know? And, and I mentioned earlier, vaccine has is such a volatile topic not that we don't have enough to talk about with covid and masks and everything else but with vaccines we talk about you know the immunizations for our kids and how some parents don't want to do them and some schools require them to be able to have your kids at school and there's the vaccine argument and now we have another one you know and i don't i don't get the the flu vaccine because the last time i did which was I don't even remember how long ago it was. It was when I was still living in Southern California. I mean, it was three weeks of absolute hell. Really? You had yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and that I was the every year, absolute last time. Yeah. And I and I haven't been sick since. Huh. And I'm yeah. not saying that I, you know, I have a, the immune system of, a, you know. No, you just, it's luck of the draw. You know, yeah. It's, you play Russian roulette all the time with germs and sicknesses. What? How do you feel about the, the vaccine? Isn't it an absolute for you? Um. See, that tells me no. If you have to think about it, it's not an absolute. It's not an absolute. I'm 80-20, I would say. 80% I'll get it. 20% I'm going to have to think about it a little bit because, you know, it, it seems like it was rushed. You know, I think there's uh, I think there's some BS going on behind it, too, because Donald Trump has investment in Moderna, which is the second vaccine that just got, uh, just got passed. So I think there's some shenanigans going on. I, I've, you know, I've been a conspiracy theorist which, through this whole thing, you know, but... Uh, not that it's not real or anything, but just that there's some motivation that's not pure. Yeah, if, we, if anything that's going on in our neighborhood right now is any indication of how real this is. Yeah, oh, it's real. I mean, it's it, of course it's real. I mean, people are dying. I mean, 315,000 Americans are, di- are dead. Yeah. You know, the, you know it's, it's sad and it's disgusting that it even got to that point. Uh, but anyway, that's, a, that's another topic. Well, another it, yeah, there's, but, it's a different topic when you say, you know, 315,000, but, you know, some of those you have to wonder if the COVID was... You know, were there Listen, other underlying? I, I, I don't know. I have yeah. to take it at face value. Yeah, you do. I wasn't. I wasn't there. I yep. don't know. I'm not. You got to take. You know, I can't. I can't make that call. Yeah, it's not an opinion. Because no, it's not. It's factual, right? Yeah. It's, you know, so that's the cause of death. That's what's on the death certificate, right. and we don't. You know, that's, we don't. Got to take it at face value. It is yeah. what it is. You know, like, uh, man, I, I don't know. I was trying to find an analogy to conspiracy theory analogy, but you know, like Elvis is alive, right? You have to you have to take it at face value. Elvis is dead. You can go visit his grave. He's dead. Yeah. But there are lots of people that think he's alive. I don't know how you. Th- I mean, I've never been a conspiracy theorist, and and I say that to say, I will tell you one of the more interesting trips that I've ever taken. And I know this is getting off way off the topic, but that seems to be what our show is about is getting way <laughs> off the topics that hey, we have. Just a couple of guys yapping. Yeah, it is. Um, one of the more interesting trips and the uh, times that I've spent <clears throat> actually reading up on something that. You know, I've never been a conspiracy theorist. Now, you know, people okay. that say, well, this happened, this happened, well, this never happened. It, you know, we never landed on the moon. We never went to space. Like, okay. You know, you can't prove it. You can say, well, you know, Hollywood's gotten good at the. Oh, okay. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care enough to, to prove you wrong. I believe we got there. That is what it is. Sure. But the one that, the one place that I really enjoyed that actually made me go, huh was the JFK Museum in Dallas. Because, it, and, <laughs> well, and granted, again, yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't right. like conspiracy theories. I, I'm just not into them. I'm not saying that they, they aren't enjoyable for certain people. Knock yourself out. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, Neil, if that's your thing, if it's anybody's thing, knock yourself out. Uh, it's just not mine. I'm not. I'm very fact-based. Fact yeah, you know, but, but the things that I was reading and some of the points that, that the museum brought up, and now, granted, this was... Oh, I can't even remember the last time I was there. I think it was just after Carrie and I got married, and which was odd about that is she has lived here all her life and had never been there until I took her, and that was my second time being there. But reading that and and doing the audio tour, it's an incredible place to visit. If you've never been there, it's take all the time that you can take there, read everything, do the audio tour if you don't want to read because it actually reads it for you. But what I would tell you about stuff like this 
is even if you don't believe it, the one thing I learned after leaving that museum, it wasn't the first time because it was I was still a little bit younger to, to not really understand the questions that were brought up. But later after I got married and Carrie and I were there, it was, it was taking the time to actually listen and understand the questions that were being asked to go, huh, okay, that doesn't make sense. Now, you know, okay, that's, that's a pretty good question and one I can't really answer. Huh, you know, that, that's interesting. That, that So they bring up some very interesting questions as to... Well, they show you the video of the gunshots. Yeah. I mean, that alone should go, yeah, okay. What a, what a, bunch, of, what a bunch of crap that was. You know, I mean, if you never saw the Oliver Stone movie, which... I have not. Oh, man, excellent. Highly recommend it. Huh, I'll I, take a look at that. You watch that movie. It's, it's similar to what you saw in the JFK Museum. Mm. Same, kind of, same kind of story, but... Uh, Man, they, you know, they when you see the video, you know, they show you when you know in the museum when you go up to the top and you can look out the window. Well, you can't anymore. They've glassed it off. Oh, you're kidding. Uh-uh. Oh wow. I guess I just made it. Yeah. yeah the the the, there a the, years ago. the time that it, um, because I know they glassed off one of the rooms. And that was apparently the window that he was looking oh, out right. on. And that was, I mean. Ten years ago, you know what? Maybe so. Maybe there was glass, but you could still <coughs> go up to the window, and they have like TV screens in front, and mm-hmm. you know you're listening in your headphones to the audio, um, and they're showing you. They're actually showing you the, you know, where the gunshots came from. I mean, you clearly see the bullet come this way, his head rock, and then another bullet come this way. It's, you know, come on. I'm not a I'm not a trained forensic specialist or anything, and I was able to tell that there were definitely multiple gunshots and. That that gunshot did not come from the direction that they claim it did, you know. It's just the whole story is, uh, you know, it's like a UFO crash in Roswell, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, and I've never been a UFO thing. It, it's it, and I one of the things that I, I that I think is extremely fascinating is the the paranormal and and whether you believe in it in it or not. I, yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, I it's it's like me chasing a, a tornado. I want to go out just once with a tornado team just just to say that I've done it. Yeah. For the same reason, I would love to find a, a ghost hunting team here in the DFW and just to do a couple investigations with yeah. them. I think that would be incredibly cool. Sure. Um, you know, but you know, to that end, the UFO thing. Every time I see that come <laughs> up on like a paranormal show, I'm like, okay, flip. I, I'm not interested. Listen, I, 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 I don't know if it's how are you going to know if it's true or not. You know, you you don't you weren't there. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I look at it like this. You know, there's billions and billions and billions of stars and planets. For us to think that we're the only intelligently uh, you know, evolved civilization, biological civilization in the universe is ridiculous. You know, and our planet is, re- is not really that old. Um, you know, so think of all the, the, the planets out there that have probably been around for millions of years more than us. Mm-hmm. Think of all the, the life that's, I think the universe is teeming with life. You know, I mean, you'd be you'd be silly not to just from, you know, just statistically. You know, but uh, have any of them visited Earth? It's possible. It's very possible. Yeah. You know, whether or not we, uh, you know, our government is in cahoots with an alien race. I, <laughs> uh, I just like I, I said, I, I'm I don't not. Know. Yeah. How it, does that affect my life? But it's you know, it, and I'm going <laughs> to tell you the story. <laughs> And this was now I I will allow anybody to enjoy any tour they want to without me piping in about how I I caught the guy that was the tour guide showed a picture that he said somebody caught and I was the only one who went I've seen that before and I know how that's faked you just got caught and I didn't I wasn't going to rule it for everybody else I We're wasn't going to be the guy. No, it wasn't the JFK. It no. was actually on the ghost tour that we did up in oh, in gotcha. uh, Franklin, Tennessee, and it was the. You ever seen the the ghost pictures with the the girl in the long white dress and the black yeah. hair? So he showed us a picture and, and said somebody caught this in one of the windows up here, and it was the same that same image yeah. in that window. And I went, and I told Carrie later. I said he, no. Well, it's like, and he it's, knows that's not real. It's like psychics and mediums, right? I don't know. I have a hard time with them. Like, that. you ever watch a Long Island medium? You ever see her? No. So it's this uh, this real Long Island New York woman with hair as big as you know, as big as your house, um, and she's a medium, and she goes and reads all these people, and she does this whole shtick, and um, you know, it's it's a lot. It's entertaining, but I don't think it's. It, She's full of crap. Yeah, and I think some of those things you have to take as an entertainment value and not for yeah. face value. Yeah. Is you know, I'm seeing a gym. Does anybody in the crowd <laughs> have a gym? 
Jim James, Jim James. Oh my, my dad's name was Jerry, and he died. Oh, he did. did he die of a heart, a kidney, a, a foot. A wh- Pick one. Pick you know, one. I mean, come on. These people are <clears throat> classic con men that you see in Vegas that tell you to pick a card. Yeah, I, I do. En- I do enjoy the ghost hunters. No offense, or ghost, if anybody's ghost nation. Mean, yeah, you know that's that's what you do professionally. You believe it's real. That's Mazel Tov. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I think some of these shows are just for entertainment purposes. They're just not and something my, that I'm. And our do. New Year's resolution is not going to be to uh, you know be a psychic. Or no, <laughs> psychic or anything. But I, I mean, I don't know. You know, listen. 2021 is going to be an interesting year because, um, you know, COVID's not going away. These restrictions and this new way of life is not going away. Um, in fact, it seems like it's getting worse. I mean, places are locking down. I mean, there's uh, on my way here just before I left, we had CNN on in the house. Yeah, I know. I know. CNN. Not going to get it, it from on. me. I don't care. A, we had CNN on in the house. And, um, you know, the headline was, you know, heated debate in uh, White House. Uh, in the the Oval Office about martial law, so I mean that's what really what our government's arguing over is they're debating martial law. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So I mean this, and we're going into twenty twenty one with this. Yeah. So all I know is I have a ticket to see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and uh, Poison uh, in Ju- July. So if this COVID's still a factor by then, I'm going to be really pissed. How long do you think the mask thing is going to hang around? Are we talking about a year? Or are we talking about this? Is this? Until it's I under can't control, imagine. Until it's under control. I don't think this is our. New, I say I don't think this is our new normal. No, I say the that mask will be gone. That'll be gone when this is under control. I mean, there's, there'll be no reason to wear it. You know, right now you're wearing it to you know to to help other people. You know, because you don't know if you're carrying it, if you're asymptomatic or whatever. And if you don't wear the mask, you could potentially be infecting other people. Whereas, you know, and then the vice versa. If you're wearing the mask, you could be, you know, it, it, it you're less likely of. You know, having somebody's sneeze germs get on you. You know, I mean, it's. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can always wear a mask. The Chinese wear a mask all the time. You know, I see them all the time. You go to the airport; it's all the people coming in from those flights are all wearing masks. Yeah, I remember seeing that when you know I was getting to the teenagers and adults, yeah. and you you always looked at that and go, <laughs> "Little did they know they you know maybe they knew something we didn't." And that's kind of where guess, it but that's I, where it began, wasn't it? Yeah, so I mean, listen, eventually, eventually things will get back to the way that you know. What do you miss most that was normal before this all started? Just not having to worry about it. You know, it's stressful. You know, it's str- you never know where you're going to go, and you know, you don't know, you know, you don't know where somebody else has been, or what if somebody else has interacted, or somebody else had a lapse in judgment. You you don't know. You know, every time you're going out in public, you're taking a leap of faith that the people around you, or the pe- you know, have done the right thing. And I think as we've seen recently, even you know, with with the uptick of COVID, people just aren't doing a lot of people aren't doing the right thing. Otherwise, it wouldn't be wouldn't be spreading. First thing I do when we stop having to wear masks is I'm going to give Taryn a hug. I'm just, I'm, oh. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I had I to. I'm sorry. I had to. That's right. Uh, anyway, I, I just, I, I hope we get to get back to some semblance of normal. You know, I, and I think one of the things I do miss is, is concerts because I do enjoy the, yeah, I mean, the outdoor venues and. So how are we getting back to that? I mean, so I mean, you, you got to think like I know I'm going to think twice getting into a crowd. I mean, I, I would go to shows at the smaller clubs, you know, when you're just, you know, shoulder to shoulder yeah. with people. Yep. You know, it's going to take a while before I think we are comfortable doing that again. There will be people who will always be comfortable doing that and don't care, you know, but I think just in general, you know, even for a venue to allow that, you know, I think we're. We're probably another year or two away. Well, I think the outdoor venues might be able to easily or easier have an easier time doing it than well, yeah, the indoor. Th- right. So, I mean, you know, they I mean, we saw they let people into the World Series in Arlington, mm-hmm. you know, just spaced out or whatever it was. They were, were they 20 percent capacity. Yeah. So I think slowly they'll go to 20 to 40 to 60 to 80 and eventually we'll be back to normal. Oh, the NFL has been doing it all year. The NFL has been doing it. I mean, I, I guess there's no scientific study if anybody caught it from going to a game. I mean, how are you going to know that? Yeah. You know, nobody's contact tracing anybody that we know of. That we know of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if we did, the NFL is such a big conglomerate that I don't oh, know that, that we would know. And they're if a big comp- political contributor. Yeah. That's why they were allowed to have people there. Well, we want you to engage in the show, whether it's the, the <laughs> going off on our tangents and staying you know, way off the topics that we actually put together for the show. But we want you to engage. If you have New Year's resolution, if you believe in it, if you believe in conspiracy theories, Go somewhere else and talk to Neil. Uh, 
Hey, I'll, I, I'll, I'll debate it. I'll debate things out with anybody. I, it, it, and that's just it. I, I love bringing up the conversations. I love having conversations with people. Yeah. If you want to get involved in the show, if you want to engage, please, please do. Uh, you can go to uh, Todd Kaufman Radio on Facebook. You can find me there. I'll post the show there. You can engage in your comments. Uh, we even might find some segments that you bring up in in, uh, yeah. in comments that you leave, and we can always do it and have great conversations. But uh, till then, Neil, Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'm sure we'll see you this week anyway uh, you know, <laughs> at some point. Be around. Yeah, we'll be around. So from uh, for Neil Crin, for myself, Todd Kaufman, we wish you a very, very Merry Christmas, a happy holidays, a very healthy end of 2020, and a very healthy beginning of 2021. Neil, any uh, last-minute comments that you want to... Everybody just be safe. Don't be afraid. Just be smart. And be nice to each other. One of the things I tell my daughter all the time when I drop her off at school, the three things that I tell her, and I've gotten her into this habit, be kind, be focused, be great. Be kind always, be focused on what's in front of you, and be great in everything that you do. So for our show, for Neil Crin, for Todd Kaufman, be kind, be focused, be great. Have a great end of the 2021, or excuse me, 2020 season. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. We will catch you on the flip side. So long. Peace.